Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSez. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome to the show. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. And if you've ever listened to a podcast before, today's the day to listen to this one and spread it around. Big news. In particular, we're going to be talking about the Supreme Court and the decisions that they've made over the last week or so. Um, and the left's losing their mind, literally lighting their hair on fire. We'll also look into Jovan Pulitzer's paper ballot hearing that they had in Arizona on the 27th. We'll, we'll go through that and release some of that data or release some of that audio so that you can hear what's going on. Uh, I, I'm so sick and tired of the American people, in particular conservatives, saying, well, I've heard about all this stuff. Nothing's being done. They've been working for two goddamn years, dumbasses. What have you been doing? What have you done? They're not going to do anything. The fact that they're hearing having a goddamn hearing means they've been doing the work that they need to do to do the next thing. It'd be nice from time to time if, if American patriots would actually stand behind the people that are doing the work instead of saying, they're not going to do anything. Nothing's ever going to happen. You're the kind of person, the person that says that, you're the kind of person that stands on the side of the pond as a small child, child is drowning. And you say, as you look at the drowning child and the crowd, nobody's going to do anything. They're not going to do anything. Nothing's going to happen. That poor child's going to drown. You, you have the ability to do something. You have the ability to take action. But you don't do it because you're lazy and you want to complain about everything. You're why we're where we are. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the preacher. My dad was a preacher. That's the preacher coming out of me. Because every once in a while, you've got to preach to the flock as well and tell them that they have responsibilities. That they have a responsibility to the system itself that they say isn't serving them. When it's not serving you, you have to become a part of it. Or you have to become vocal. That's what the left does. Don't you get it, dummies? They do it wrong. I don't agree with the way they do it by rioting, looting, um, <laughs> pillaging, raping, murdering in the streets. I don't agree with that part of it. But you should definitely take your message to the street. That's why they gave us the right to petition our government. That's what a protest is, petitioning your government. Sometimes you've got to get in people's face. Maxine Waters is right. Sometimes you've got to get in people's faces. You've got to interrupt their life to make them pay attention to you. That's what the left understands. And it's about time that conservatives, patriots, start picking up on what they're laying down and start taking the best of what they're doing and utilize it against them. Because if we don't, we're going to lose. To people who say, nothing's ever going to happen, the person who says, nothing's ever going to happen, is the person who does nothing. Their voice doesn't matter. I don't even want to hear from you. I couldn't care less what your opinion is. So keep your pie hole shut from now on. And don't comment on my timelines on social media. Don't say it again to me. I'm tired of it. Moving on. President Biden was having a NATO summit today or a NATO press hearing. And in that press hearing, he was asked a very specific question about Roe v. Wade. Listen to what he's willing to do to get Roe v. Wade codified into law. And on uh, the, the domestic question, sir, what further specific executive actions are you considering in response to the road ruling? And would you declare a public health emergency as several Democrats are calling on you to do? I'll be happy to go in detail with you on that. Uh, I'm 
having a meeting with a group of governors when I get home on Friday, and I'll have announcements to make then. But the first and foremost thing we should do is make it clear how outrageous this decision was and how much it impacts not just on woman's right to choose, which is a critical, critical piece, but on privacy generally, on privacy. You have no right to privately murder the unborn. Sorry, Joe. You don't have the right to do that. No one does. That's a human being. You have no right to privacy. That's why they want to make it a private issue. If, if, if they had their way, this would be done without anybody ever knowing that it was done. That's the way that they operate. Moving on. And so uh, I'm going to be talking to, uh, to the governors as to what actions they think I should be taking as well. And, uh, but the most important thing to be clear about is we have to change. I believe we have to codify Roe v. Wade in the law. And, and how do you do that, Joe? How do you codify something into law that, that the Supreme Court has already said is illegal and is a state's issues right? That there's nothing in the Constitution that gives the federal authority to this issue. There's nothing there that oversees it. Nothing at all. The way to do that is to make sure the Congress votes to do that. And if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. It should be, we provide an exception for this. The except the. Okay, so he's equating killing the unborn with voting rights. Now, now let me let me put this into context for you. When the voting rights issue came up in the 60s, it was the Democrats that stood against that. Now they're saying that it was important, that voting rights was important. Initially, the Democrats stood against people of color getting the right to vote, the same as you and I. Now they'll try to try to hide that now. They don't want you to know that now, but that's that's exactly what happened. And now they, they try to equate it that the voting rights they voted against are just as equal as killing the unborn. Now think about that for a moment. Joe Biden says that your voting rights are just as important to people as the ability to kill the unborn. Sick. NBC asks him the next question as he dodders across the stage and acts like he's about to fall asleep because he just doesn't have enough blood flow. Joe tries to answer this next question. Listen to the, the question from NBC. Well, you just made some news saying you would support changing the filibuster rules to codify abortion rights broadly across the country. Right to privacy is not just abortion rights, but yes, abortion rights. You have no right to privacy. To kill your baby. It's not in the Constitution. Doesn't say it. And you can't push it forward and say that that's there. The right isn't there. It isn't enumerated. You can't insert it into privacy. It's not enumerated. It's not in the Constitution. Unconstitutional. But they don't care. They don't care. They have. They do not care that it's unconstitutional. They don't care that it's murder. Democrats can justify anything. Anyone who can justify going to the measures that they're going to go to be able to murder their unborn child. Well, what do you expect? It's from the same group of people who 150 years ago was in favor of owning people. Their ideology hasn't changed. They just move from one target to the other. And if given the opportunity, they'd go back to it again. How do I know? Because Joe Biden says that the Constitution is not absolute. It's absolute until two-thirds of the Congress passes a new amendment. Or gets away with it. Or does away with it. 
It is absolute. In particular, the first 10, you cannot give, you cannot take those away. You can't modify those. Those are mine. The first 10 are mine. I get those because I was born on this, this dirt that we call America. You have the same rights. They're not just my rights. They're your rights as well. And that's the difference between a constitutional republic, which is what we are, and a democracy. A constitutional republic, they focus on the individual's rights. The individual's rights. Not the group. The group doesn't matter, but that's what the Democrats do. You see, they put everybody into these groups. These, they, they, they huddle everybody together and they say, well, those are all the blacks and that's how they act. And those are all the Hispanics and that's how they act. And these are all of the white people and that's how they act. And that's all of the Asians and that's how they act. And then here's all the people in, in between and, and that's how they act. These are all the mixed breeds. These are the ones that, you know, they, they, they're, not, they're not homogenous with the rest of us. They're diversity. And that's what we need, but, but they're another group on their own, and, and we'll keep control of them. That's what they do. Everybody has to go in a group, and the group gets rights. Now, think about that. They keep fighting for group rights, not individual rights. Oh, 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 look at this here. Somebody got upset with this person over here because, because they're a furry, and they kicked them out of the apartment complex, and that should be illegal. You have the right to be a furry. You do have the right to be a furry. You don't have the right to make me go along with it. You don't have the right to do that. Doddering Joe continues. Can you describe for us, sir, many Americans are grappling with this. What is your sense today about the integrity and the impartiality of the Supreme Court? Should Americans have confidence in the court as an institution? The fact that she's questioning it means that the left wants to do something about it. Is it impartial? It's not impartial. Let's, let's stack the court with our guys. Let's pack the court with our guys so that it's, it's impartial, but it's in our direction. It's not about impartial. It's about constitutional and not constitutional. That's what it's about. If it's not in the Constitution, it can't be there. The redheaded idiot from NBC continues. And your views on abortion have evolved in your public life. Yeah, he used to say that he didn't support it, that it was the death of a child. We'll see if we can get that piece and play it for you later in the show. But, but that's what he used to say, and that these rights are states' issues rights, not federal. Are you the best messenger to carry this forward when Democrats, many of them, many progressives, want you to do more? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm the president of the United States of America. Listen to him. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I'm the best messenger for the message on how to kill your unborn children. I'm the guy because I'm the president. Not the president's job. They don't have the power. They don't have the authority. They're taking it. That's the issue. They're taking the power. That's what they've been doing all along. If you look back at what the Constitution says about what the rights are of these people that are in this, they don't have this power. They've taken it, and we haven't pushed back enough. And that's what's happening now with these Supreme Court decisions. We'll talk about the, the, the others that have been released today, big news from the Supreme Court. But these issues, listen carefully what Joe's ready to do. Joe is ready to throw away the filibuster because they want to kill their – they don't want any consequences for anything. Think about what they're doing. They, Democrats, liberals, do not want any consequences for their people. You, on the other hand, 
You, you need to sit in jail without any charges for a year. Meanwhile, the people that burned and looted and, and robbed and, and raped and, and rioted and, and murdered over the summer of 2020, none of those people have been indicted. None of those people have been held without, without charges for over a year. We have political prisoners in this country for the first time in my lifetime that I'm aware of. The J6 prisoners are political prisoners being held without charges. Many abused. One detainee almost lost the sight of one eye because he was beat up in prison by the guards. This is how we treat our people in the United States. Meanwhile, we've got the imposter Joe up here. Because this man in office is not the president. He, he proudly says, well, I'm the president. Of course I'm the best. I'm the best uh, bringer of messages. Yes, of course that's me. I'm the president. He can barely to put two words together. He can barely put two words together. And you don't see him out generally after 2 o'clock in the afternoon because he's already at nap time. That's our leader. That's our president right there. That, that's who we're supposed to, uh, supposed to believe is the leader of the free world. Do you believe it? I don't believe it. Joe continues. I really think that it's a serious, serious uh, problem that the court has thrust upon the United States, uh, not just in terms of the right to choose, but in terms of the right to who you can marry, the right, a whole range of issues relating to. That's not, <laughs> that's not what Clarence Thomas said. He said these process issues had to go back to the states because it's not in the Constitution, folks. And if it's not listed in the Constitution, the federal government doesn't have any authority. Tenth Amendment. Go back and look at it. If the power is not listed, enumerated in the Constitution as a federal issue, that issue goes back to the states. That's what Clarence Thomas is doing. And when it comes back to your state, you actually have more control. You have a closer relationship with the people making the laws about your life than you do if it's being made at the federal level. I want to be able to talk to the people who are making my laws. I want to know that if, if I'm in the grocery store and I run into a, a lawmaker, a, a state senator or a state rep, that I can talk to them about what's important to me. And they're more likely to take it back and, and deal with it. Why? Because they live in the same community I live in. They don't live in Virginia. They don't live in Maryland. They don't live in New York or Connecticut and, and, and go back and forth. They, no, they live here in my community. So when I have a problem with them, I can go talk to them. I can track them down and say, hey, George, I got a problem. And George is part of the community. He's not part of the circle, the elite in D.C. Bring back the power to the people. Bring it back to the states. The Department of Education is another one. All of these departments that have been built, that have all of these, these powers, and they've passed laws under the guise of regulations. And the reason that you know that it's a law is because it has a punitive nature. You can be punished for breaking that law. You can get a financial punishment. You can get a criminal punishment. That's fucking law. And laws can only be passed by Congress. Let's get back to Joe for a moment here. And, uh, I have uh, written way back a number of law review articles about the Ninth Amendment and the, and the, the 14th Amendment and why the privacy is considered uh, 
as part of a constitutional guarantee. Nope. Do you hear what he said? As part of a constitutional guarantee to what? To kill your child, your unborn child? How far does privacy go, Joe? And uh, they've just wiped it all out. And so uh, um, I'm the only president they got. And uh, I'm. Well, actually, we've got two right now. We've got the fake one, you, and Donald Trump down in Lago. That's going to get fixed here shortly. I feel extremely strongly that I'm going to do everything in my power, which I legally can do in terms of executive orders. Okay. What are you going to do in an EO? What do you have the authority to do? Your executive order can't bring back the right to kill your child. It was never there, Joe. You don't have the, the, you don't have the ability to write law either. You cannot return this. It's not a right. At the federal level, at least. It's a right at the state level. I can't say this enough. If abortion was the 11th Amendment, or if Congress passed another amendment that made abortion legal, and they can do that, but you got to have two-thirds of the states to come together to agree to do that. Never going to happen. The state legislatures of two-thirds of the states are never going to give anyone the right to kill their unborn child. It's not going to happen. Joe continues. Well, as push the Congress and the public, the bottom line here is, if you care if the polling data is correct and you think this decision by the court was an outrage or a significant mistake, vote. Show up and vote. And there you go. That's what it's all about, folks. Did you hear that? Get out and vote. Get out and vote. That's all it's about. Let us retain our power and we'll let you down one more time. That's what, he, that's what he did in 2020. Because he told kids in 2020, if you vote for me, I'm going to get rid of your student debt. Did he do it? No. As soon as he got in Congress, or as soon as he got in the White House, fuck you. I'd expect the same thing here. They know that they don't have the power to do what he wants to do. They know they don't have the power to do it. But he's going to tell you to get out and vote anyway. Listen, he's going to say, he's going to say vote, vote, vote. Oh, I can guarantee you, he's going to tell you. He's going to reiterate this point. Listen. Show up and vote. Vote in the off year and vote, vote, vote. Knew it. That's how we'll change it. Yep. All right, guys. That's your president, ladies and gentlemen. That's the leader of the free world. Can't talk, can barely walk, can't ride a bike to save his life. And he's the leader. He's the guy that we're supposed to be getting all of this from bullshit. This is all coming from Obama and Susan Rice. That's where it's coming from. That's what's, that's what's scaring me is that this information right here that's coming out, they are trying to push you, the American people, to the point to where you either lose hope altogether or rise up against them. They don't care which one it is. Because as soon as they quell that rise, you you stand up against them, there's going to be a group of people that never do it again. And that's what they're trying to whittle away. That's what all of these measures are for. Luckily, we've got the Supreme Court on our side. No, it's not biased. No, it's not. No, it's not doing unconstitutional things. It's doing exactly what the court's supposed to do. Look at the Constitution and read it as it was written. You can't put things into it. It is in stone. That's why we're in the situation that we're in, because what's happened is our constitutional rights have been whittled away a little at a time by politicians who are willing to give away just a tad bit. Well, we've been doing that for 240 years, and look where we are. 
We've got an abortion law that was on the books that some states were saying, hey, listen, we think that we have the right not only to kill a baby on the day it's supposed to be born, but the state also has the right to allow that child to perish within the first 28 days, and it's not a crime. Those things were being considered by Democrats. That's not me making it up. This is California and Virginia law. They actually passed it or were in the act of passing it. Wake the fuck up, people. The Democrats, and I'm not saying your neighbor, Bob, you know, the Democrat next door that you drink beer with and mow the lawn with and you guys share uh, yard tools back and forth. I'm not saying that that Bob next door is ready to take over the world and wants one world government. What I'm saying is Bob doesn't understand who the people he's voting for, what they're wanting to do. That's what Bob doesn't understand because he's not paying attention. He doesn't know what they're doing and saying in Davos. He doesn't know that they're saying that, well, we've got to reinvent the way that we look at um, free speech in the new world. Once, once we get this reset done, we, we've got to reevaluate what free speech means, in particular on the internet. That's what they said at Davos. That's the things that they're talking about. And I can guarantee you that Bob is not keeping up to speed with what his representative is doing with these world powers. So Bob doesn't know. Bob's uneducated. You're not. You know better. Okay, switching, uh, switching up here. Let's talk about what the Supreme Court has done over the last week or so. I'll tell you what, man. They've got these, they've got these Democrats' hairs lit on fire. On fire. Why? Well, because they're making change. They're returning the power to the people. Let's walk through what's happened in the last week or so. Uh, the major cases, there's some other minor ones, so I may miss those, but we'll, we'll go over the big ones. And the big ones, the big three from last week were this. Um, or the, la- the two from last week and the one from this week. Uh, there's two more that happened today. We'll talk about those in a moment. Last week, Supreme Court said, you have the right to carry your firearm. Shall not be infringed is exactly that. Bear means to carry. So you have the right not only to own a firearm, but you have the the right, the constitutional right, to carry it on your person. End of story. Shall not be infringed. Trying to limit anything to that has to do with carrying that firearm on your side or wherever you decide to carry it. Anything that gets in the way of you doing that, exercising that right, is an infringement and unconstitutional. Anything shall not be infringed. Pretty fucking clear. That is, uh, I French believe, shall not be infringed is French, I think, for don't fuck with this law. Don't fuck with this right. And people, your rights are yours because you were born on this dirt. Because you're an American citizen. These rights are yours. We're the only ones on the planet that has it. That's why we are so unique. We have the authority. In fact, not only the authority. We're told it's a mandate that if our government is tyrannical, to replace them, to get rid of them. Our founding fathers knew what happened if you don't. They lived through it. And now, we're at the very beginning stages of beginning to to live through it ourselves. And it's time to do something about it. Let's talk about the Supreme Court. Supreme Court issues with uh, the Second Amendment. That was on Thursday of last week. You have the right to carry. Then on Friday, they lost their fucking minds. It's almost as like um, Clarence Thomas, you know, the, the, the image of uh, Morpheus holding out the two pills, right? Would you take the, the red pill or would you take the blue pill? And, and, what, and what Clarence Thomas did is he took both the pills, 
I mean, he is just riding that train right now. He is on both of them. Think about this. He said, this is what Clarence Thomas came out and said, that you have the right to, to, to carry arms, but you don't have the right to kill a child that's in the womb. That's a human being. And the states have that right to do that, to mandate that, or to, to cover that issue, but the federal government doesn't. It's not in the Constitution, folks. It's not enumerated. If it's not there, that right belongs to the state and the people of the state. It says it clearly in the Tenth Amendment. It's time that the power go back to the people. The federal government doesn't have any mandate on power. The only role of the federal government from the constitutional stance was to to protect our rights and protect our borders, to raise an army. That's it. No Department of Education, no EPA, none of these other things that that have grown out of of the federal government, none of that is constitutional. None of it. It's not listed. Those rights are to the states. I can guarantee you that George Washington did not want a person in Virginia making a decision for your child in Nebraska. They would have thought that was asinine. How do I know? Because they dealt with common sense. Those were last week issues. Guns, abortion. Monday, you have the right to exercise your First Amendment right wherever you are. Even if you work for a school system, even if you're a coach, even if you're on public property, you have the right to exercise your First Amendment right, even if it's praying, even if it has to do with your God. Because if an atheist has the right to go to a a football game and walk out to the middle of the field and do nothing, then a Christian or Muslim or Catholic or anybody else, Hindu, has the right to walk out to the same point on the field and pray. There's no difference, folks. None at all. None at all. Now, the other big cases that have been ruled on today, uh, one we lost, one we won, um, and they are the EPA and um, Stay in Mexico. Um, And Stay in Mexico, we lost. Um, The Biden administration wins on this one. I have no idea why. I'll read the dissent. I'll read the case, the findings and the ruling and find out how they got there. It doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, okay. Uh, The other is a big one. Uh, The EPA. The EPA for uh, for a lot of years has been basically passing law. Law where um, you can be charged criminally. You can be charged uh, civilly. uh, You can pay heavy fines from a regulatory board that has no lawmaking authority. So today, the Supreme Court ripped away that power from them, which they never even had. They took it, and, and, and there's, a, there's, a, there's a dictate in the law, and I can't remember exactly what it's called, but it's if you do not enforce your rights, then you have no rights. Right? So if somebody does something to you, for example, this unconstitutional move by the EPA, if they do it and you do nothing, then they retain that power until you tell them they don't have it anymore. So people who have paid fines unconstitutionally, well, they've paid that money and it's lost because they didn't know that the the EPA didn't have that authority, then they've lost their right until they take it to court. And that's what happened. So two big cases from the Supreme Court today um, that um, one hurts our country. And the other, in the long run, will help our country because what it does, people. And listen, I want I want a green earth just like everybody else does. But you've got to do it with inside the rules. Otherwise, it's lawless, like you have in California, where you have issues in Portland, for example, where there are actually people hired by the city to go 
through the city on bikes, spraying the streets down because of all the urination and feces that are on the streets. It's a bacterial agent or something that kills it or cleans it up or does whatever it does. But they hire people to do that. Instead of stopping people from shitting on the streets and pissing on the streets, they hire somebody to go spray the piss and the shit. That's your government at work. Let's talk about the elections. Joe Von Pulitzer in Arizona uh, had a hearing on the 27th about the paper ballots in particular. And he went through and did a breakdown of all of the um, the paper ballots, uh, all of them, in the 2020 election. And his findings are astounding. Now, I'm going to give you a taste of this right now, but I'm, I'm going to do a podcast over the weekend where I really get in depth with this. But I, I wanted to air some of the, the findings that he has. And it's going to both shock you and piss you off at the same time that our, that our congressional members, that our state elected officials, left and right, don't give a shit. Election fraud affects all of us the same, regardless of what party you're in. So when you find cheating, you should come forward and say, hey, listen, those motherfuckers cheat. And they can't be trusted. They've got to go to jail and they can't be a part of the system ever again, ever. In any way, shape, or form, they're kicked out of politics and elections forever. Ever. I like when people add the other, ever. When you say forever, that's pretty long, but ever... That's another 10 years on top of that. That's, that's what I believe should happen. Joe Von Pulitzer gets us there with his information. Let's start with this little tidbit, and then we'll go from there. Sharpie ballots got suspended, so they're held up here. They're waiting for adjudication. So what he's talking about here is the Sharpie gate issue that came up in Arizona in the election of 2020. Listen closely to what he says about how they were handled. So every document that had a Sharpie on it got to go through the system twice. Listen closely. That's the only vote that doesn't fall to the bottom line right then. Remember, you're counting votes for an entire month. You have a voting month. You don't have a voting day. Everything's known before Election Day starts. So they hold them up here. They needed all these extra days to count. They were running about 144,000 to 150,000 ballots a day minimum coming into the election. And then they needed all those extra days to run the ballots. Most of those days they ran no ballots. And the average batch size was about 5,000 ballots. Important numbers here. Listen closely what he's saying about these batches. So what did they do with the extra days? Mm-hmm. On the days that they weren't counting votes, we know that they weren't counting votes because the machines weren't being utilized to count votes. What were they doing in those days when they weren't counting votes, when they told us that they were catching up, that there were so many votes that came in, there were so many paper ballots that came in, that they needed all this time to vote, but the machines weren't counting votes. What the fuck were they doing then? Mules. I hear they're great for barbecue and chicken. You have to grab and replace and you have an evidence trail 1675 boxes all of them were pilfered you have batches do you hear that over 1600 of these boxes have been reopened after they were sealed pilfered that's a legal term pilfered boxes they have a title card basically on them says how many ballots or whatever all of those cards were on the bottom of the box the batches were there but they were missing missing ballots and there was a bunch stacked on top Okay, so imagine this. You go into a room that has all of the votes from 2020, and they're supposed to be in pristine position, uh, pristine condition, I'll get it right, pristine condition, with the boxes closed and secure. They're not closed and secure. They're open. And not only that, 
but there are votes that are intermingled between one batch and another batch and not just one time. There's 1,600 of these, 1600 of these cases, these batches, and they're all open. Every single one has been pilfered. Joe Van Pulitzer continues. Every one of the boxes were open. And this is the first time in Maricopa histories the counts per batch never matched. Listen to that. That's what political people, elections people, take great pride in, is that their batches and their numbers are equal. That, hey, we got 20,000 votes over here. Yep, we've got 20,000 votes in the batches. They match. First time in Maricopa County history that didn't happen. You cannot do a massing swapping effort and keep up with the numbers. It's too hard to do. This is So listen closely to what he's about to say here. This is the piece that's going to blow your mind. Listen closely because this is what you will take for the rest of the weekend. And over the July 4th weekend, this is the information that you're going to be imparting onto the people that you talk to over the holiday. And I think that it's imperative that we talk about these things over this 4th of July holiday. When we're talking about the independence of our nation, what he's about to tell you, what he's about to say, should tell you it's time we take our nation back. To use computing to do it. Uh, 9,825 dead voters on the roll. Uh, roughly 5,000 of them voted. You have half the people that were dead voted. I guess the other half were busy that day. People who were born registered, died. Okay, listen to, listen to this process here. Again, I'm going to keep interrupting as we go through this because it's important, it's imperative that you keep these key things in the back of your mind. Listen to what he says here about how people were allowed to vote after they had died or, and this is the big one, never lived. That's a boo-boo, right? Just forgot it. You have people that were born died, then registered. Impossible. Can't do that. Can't be born, die, and then register. Not possible. Listen to this next one. This is what gets you. This is what's killer. And they didn't just find one one of these. They found multiple versions of these in in these numbers of the 9,000 dead. These are dead people. These are not people that forgot. These are people that are registered and they're dead. They didn't register. They've been registered. That's election fraud. And it's on a grand scale. It's not just one or two guys doing it. Thousands. That means it has to be at the top. Then you have people that were born, died as a toddler, were aged to 18 years old, and voted for the first time in 2020. Do you hear that? There's no way that happens. That's not an accident. There's thousands of these. Thousands of children's names, children who died 20 years ago, 18 years ago. Their memories have been tarnished by these people who are utilizing their names to cheat. Is it your child? Do you live in Arizona? Did your child die 18 to 20 years ago? Was your child's name used to vote illegally for Joe Biden or to be a part of this process? Because they didn't just put votes in for Joe Biden. No, that'd be too, that'd be too obvious. No, they had to give him a slight advantage, but not make it obvious. And so they also made fake votes for Trump. Same group of people. We'll talk about that in the next section, um, but we'll continue with this one here because the information here is important. This is what I want you to take this weekend. This is what I want you to tell your friends this weekend. We now have proof. And what Joe von Pulitzer says here at the end, 
should give you faith in what's going to happen. For those of you who say that nothing's happening, this man has been doing it. While you've been sitting at home on TikTok or Instagram or Facebook or doing whatever the fuck you're doing and complaining about everything and not doing anything, not showing up at any meetings, not asking people how you can help, you're the one, you're the problem. It's you. You're the problem. Because you stay in your duff as people like myself and Jovan Pulitzer and others are out here on a daily basis trying to get us back, trying to get our freedoms back. We need you behind us. We can't have you out there going, nothing's going to happen as we're finally fucking getting to the end. It's you. You're the problem. The fact that you won't demand change. The fact that you do not go to your politicians and demand that they do the right thing, that they act constitutionally. You're the reason that we're here. I'm doing my part. Joe Von Pulitzer is doing his part. He continues. Now listen closely to what what he says. You have thousands of them. Thousands and thousands. The canvas told you that about 380 some odd thousand votes were most likely missing. Okay, now during the occurrence of this, this issue right here, that he, giving him this talk, they had issues with the, the microphone. So you'll hear his mic break from time to time or crackle from time to time. Um, I really wish these guys, when they had these hearings, would do this professionally instead of letting these hacks do it. When you're getting ready to pre- present this type of, type of information, it has to be flawless. The, the next time you guys do one of these, anybody from RSBN or Rumble or the, the Republican Party, if you need help getting that shit set up, call me. That's what I do. I, I can get this shit up, set up to where it works and we don't have these kind of embarrassing issues. Anyway, Pulitzer continues. We found it electronically. When you see us showing the, the numbers and the pallets, this is not a theory. We're not saying we think the machine did it. We are- Listen closely. We don't, think we, we don't think the machine did this. This right here is what I want you to take with you this weekend. Listen closely. Saying... Here is when and where it occurred. Yep. Here is the actual mathematical rhythm that did it. Yep. We done an X three. There's there's the microphone now, my going hands out. in the middle of this. Here we thing. go. Y'all quit screwing with me. Three. We did three million different tests. This can be verified by any mathematician in the world. We actually found the algorithm by which it was done. Did you hear that? That's what I wanted you to hear. They found the algorithm. They can repeat it. They can take that and utilize it across the country. They know how they cheated. Isn't that great information? Aren't you going to be so glad to be able to spread that information around over the weekend? Now, who's Joe Von Pulitzer? Well, Joe Von Pulitzer, everything that you do in your life, on your mobile devices, traveling down the road, um, using QR codes, you can thank Joe Von Pulitzer for. If you want to see more about this, go to Rumble. Look up the the Joe Von Pulitzer Arizona paper ballots hearing. I think that's what it's called, the actual title of it. But if you do that, you'll find it. But it's on Rumble. Um, and it's on the RSBN network or RSBN page. Go there and watch it. It's about three hours long. You can skip through the first half of it. It's just gratitudes and everybody talking about what's going to be revealed and so on. But this information right here that I just gave you today is the tip of the iceberg. They go through the numbers and, and how they did it, their methodology. Now, here's what's interesting. They're going to try and say, well, Pulitzer created this new technology to do something that had never been done. That's what he does. He's an inventor. He has so many patents. There are so many things that you utilize. Driving down the road. Did you know that when you're driving down the road and you're coming up to a toll booth and you don't have to stop, 
that you personally are utilizing Joe Von Pulitzer technology to do that. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. This man is in everything. They're going to try to discredit what he's done. But the science is the science. The evidence is the evidence. And there's no refuting 2 million, 3 million, 5 million different points of fraud. What the Democrats did, and the rhinos helped them in this election, and we're now looking at, they did the same thing in the 2022, uh, the 2022 primaries, the midterm primaries. They've done the exact same thing with, in Georgia in particular, it's time, people. It's time that we start raising our voices and saying we're done with this corruption. We're done with our politicians thinking that they can run over us, be roughshod. We have a document. It's called the Rules of the House. And nobody's abiding by it but the American people. The Rules of the House of the Constitution and the people who swore an oath to it are the only ones not abiding by it. Over the weekend here, maybe tomorrow, I'm not sure yet uh, when it'll be, but we're going to go into this Joe Von Pulitzer piece uh, in depth. I'm going to tear it apart and pull out the part, the parts that I think that are most important. Again, what I just played for you is the tip of the iceberg. There's a ton more there. Um, if you don't want to wait for me to, to dissect it and go through it, knock yourself out, get over to Rumble, do yourself a favor and, and listen to it for yourself and listen to the questions that are coming out of the audience. We'll, we'll be getting into that in the next podcast. But I think that it's important that people start looking at this. What happened in 2020 was not, um, the election of 2020 was not run the same way that previous elections had been run. We saw it. Those of us that are old enough to know how they're run know that what happened in 2020 regardless of, of, of a pandemic, was not correct. It was illegal in so many different ways. That's what's coming out. So one last time, I'm going to preach at you. Don't tell me that nothing's being done. Don't tell me that nothing's going to happen. It's happening. You have to have faith in it because there are people that have more faith in the system than you do. You don't have any faith in the system. If you say, oh, nothing's going to happen. They're not going to do anything. Yep, my rights are being ripped away, but they're not doing. Why would they protect your rights? Why don't you have the balls or the backbone or the spine to stand up and defend your rights for yourself? Why are you waiting for somebody else to defend your rights? That's not their job. That's your job. You see, part of a constitutional republic is that the individual's rights are most important, but the individual has to be willing to stand for those rights. And if you're expecting somebody else to do it for you, you will die on your knees because you're nothing more than a serf. You're a subject. You are not a citizen because citizens take action. Actions that defend their own rights. They don't wait for somebody else to do it for them. That's the difference. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to stand up and defend your own rights? It's not my rights you're defending. It's yours. And, and if you're not willing to stand up to, to defend your rights, I can guarantee you won't stand up to defend mine. Yep. It's on you. Individual rights mean, means that the individual has to defend them. You can't count on somebody else to do it. Hopefully, that will get you off your ass and into the streets and start complaining about what's happening in our country. Because it's you. You have to be the one that does it. I can only do so much. I can only be so many places. Joe Von Pulitzer can only do so much. He can only be in so many places. He can only work so hard. 
We need the assistance of we, the people. And you are part of we. Yeah. If you need to find us, if you want more information about what we're doing, join us at KramerSays.com. C-R-A-M-E-R-S-E-Z.com. Easy to get to, easy to navigate, and we will be updating it from time to time with new information. We're growing. We're, we're looking for people to help write. Um, if, you're, if you're a creator and you're looking for an opportunity or an outlet to showcase your wares. Let us see what you're doing. Uh, we are looking for creators to to showcase on KramerSays.com. Can't wait to get that started. Um, but it's going to take, again, we the people to do this. So if you're a creator or you know a creator or you're a documentarian and, and you, you've got work that you want to release and you can't find an outlet for it, give it to us. We'll help you get it out there. Again, my name is Kramer. This is Kramer Says. This is the podcast and we will be back tomorrow. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.